Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, everybody. This week's guest is Ryan Phillips. Ryan is an amazing guy. met him through a mutual friend, Tim Lodgen. Uh, he was a guest of ours a few weeks ago. Uh, Ryan's just an incredible guy. We booked him on short notice. Um, we had a cancellation uh, or a, a rescheduling, not a cancellation. Something came up and Ryan was quick to serve. He answered the call right away. Uh, within 24 hours, we had him on the show. Um, and we just had a really, really good conversation. Ryan likes to focus on the solution and not the problem. All about getting to the core of the problem, and then how do how how do we move forward? What do we do moving forward? Um, how do we, you know, learn from the past without dwelling in it? And uh, it was a really good conversation. Uh, our ideologies and philosophies and thoughts about things are very similar. Backgrounds are very similar, uh, and our drive to serve is very similar. So. Without further ado, let's get to the show. Um, click that like button, click that subscribe button, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, I mean, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever. Follow us on YouTube if you're watching this. If you really like us, go to Patreon, support our page. Enjoy the show. <clears throat> Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Rex. And I'm Raina. And today's guest is Ryan Phillips. Ryan's uh, an ex-professional hockey player, ex-con, uh, absolute hero in the child trafficking and um, awareness in Cambodia. We saw that, man. That's that's awesome what you were doing out there, uh, riding your bike across the country over there. Watch some of your stuff about the uh, the ride you did across Canada. Um, you're doing a lot of big things, man. So, uh why don't you tell the folks who you are? I am Ryan Phillips, and I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada. And uh, I guess I'm kind of a global guy, to, uh, to be honest with you. You know, um, traveled to over uh, 70 countries in my life. Uh, and, you know, my, uh, my major uh, lived experience, so to speak, is uh, uh, not just, uh, uh, you know, obviously in Canada, but it's been abroad. And, uh, you know, met so many people along the journey so far. And, uh, you know, I'm just really grateful to be here this, uh, this morning and, you know, share my experience, strength and hope and 
whatever else comes up, uh, you know, we're all human. We all go through stuff. And uh, so whatever I can do to help and shed some enlightenment on uh, anything, mental health, physical health, spiritual well-being, uh, you know, uh, fire away and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my best. Awesome. That's all we ask. We're thrilled to have you. Yeah, <laughs> honored to have you, brother. Thank you. Um, so um we watched your National Geographic special. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess my first question is how's your relationship with your daughter? Uh my it's funny you ask. I just I, you know, my daughter and I we talk probably seven to ten times a day, and that's doing it in justice. Uh maybe a dozen times a day. She's uh um just over a year sober after, you know, a four year stint of major, major methamphetamine use. And, uh, you know, she's a new mother. So, you know, uh, there's time, you know, she, you know, suicidal four attempts on her life, uh, over 20 stints in and out of the psych ward. Uh, so it's been quite the journey with my daughter, uh, that all started with a concussion, uh, back when she was in, uh, she was 16 at, at the time she was playing soccer. She took a, a tremendous blow to the uh, to the head, and she was never the same after that. Uh, you know, her perception, her cognitive abilities, uh, you know, er, you know, ADD kicked in. So she was, you know, experiencing a lot of, you know, bipolar, schizophrenic symptoms and whatnot. And uh, you know, um, sometimes, you know, the thing is, is that you know, you get injured, uh, and people don't actually treat the actual injury. With my case as well. Um, I've had, I've sustained over 50 plus concussions in and out of hockey, uh, other sports and whatnot. And, you know, I was labeled bipolar, uh, you know, back, uh, I would say it was uh, probably five or six years ago. And uh, after I crossed Canada to raise awareness for mental health, addiction, anything mental health, trauma, you, you know, go down the list. Yeah, um, I was uh, introduced to one of the top neurologists in Canada and, uh, you know, after brain specs, brain scans and whatnot, uh, told that, uh, I was not bipolar and, uh, it was the result of just major head trauma from, uh, uh, the, the worst one was, uh, getting knocked out, uh, sucker punched outside a bar when I was 22. Uh, I was, I was knocked out before I hit my head on the curb. And, uh, you know, my cerebellum just got rocked and, uh, you know, woke up in the back of a paramedics, uh, uh, ambulance there and, uh, you know, knocked out for 15 minutes is, uh, not a nice thing. Uh, and Mr. Extreme here, uh, less than an hour later, they wanted to keep me in the hospital. You know, I had probably two drinks in my hand and a straw in my nose. So uh, not, not the best of, uh, of cures when you go through uh, something like that, but, um, you know, so many uh, mental health disorders, issues and whatnot are misdiagnosed these days. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, even with trauma, you know, I believe, you know, uh, when we get onto the topic of trauma, you know, we're really, you know, especially childhood trauma. Uh, so, much, so much of our subconscious conditioning, you know, comes into our vortex, so to speak, by the age of, you know, seven or eight years old. We've taken on habitual paradigms from our parents and whatnot. And, you know, so, you know, obviously the subconscious mind is, uh, you know, 10,000 plus times more powerful than the conscious mind. So when we're operating from the subconscious level and bringing back, bringing that into the conscious mind, you know, it's so powerfully focused into that present moment that we're reliving a lot of those traumatic events, you know, whether it be from childhood or say, 
you know, for myself, as you watch the National Geographic episode, a lot of those traumas took place, you know, um, my first year away from home in hockey, a lot of the, uh, the rookie hazing, the hockey culture that led into substance abuse, you know, just trying to fit in. And so, you know, bodily trauma, mental trauma, you name it, everything cellular and everything's recorded in the subconscious. So, um, you know, we have to be very careful and, you know, understand, you know, we're in a new age of enlightenment with the brain as well on, you know, That's figuring cool. out how it, the brain actually functions. And so, you know, when we get onto the topic of say homeostasis, which, you know, is the, you know, the right brain and the left brain working together in unison, that's where we ultimately want to be, not on that fight or flight, which I'm on quite a bit because the head getting rocked so much, but, you know, um, I do my best, you know, um, I, I, you know, I've been sober coming up on six years now, 17 years in recovery, had a few slips along the way, but, you know, I don't beat myself up over it. You know, I'm not, I, I'm a huge proponent on, on, on quality, not quantity. You know, I, I don't announce my dates and all that kind of stuff, which I, you know, utmost respect for all the people that do because there are milestones and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just, I really try to live my life in the present moment as that's all we have and all the power is in the now. So, uh, you know, being able to forgive yourself uh, is a very tough one for, you know, a lot of the shame and the guilt that we've taken on along our physical trail. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, we got to be gentle on each other, especially these days, you know, with what's going on with, you know, a lot of people are facing their shadows with this whole pandemic that's gone on. We're living in a lot of, you know, the vibration of fear is, is going yes. over the masses with a lot of uncertainty with the wars, you know, the vaccines and whatnot the back sports, the disconnect, so to speak. So, you know, um, you know, I, I'm just, you know, really grateful to be, uh, you know, sitting here today and talking to a couple of wonderful people. Um, I look at these, uh, these as almost like meetings, you know, it's, it's yeah. basically like therapy. So whatever uh, I can give back in any, uh, you know, tidbits of information that'll help other people. That's really what I stand for. I've dedicated my life to, you know, world service and, you know, hence, the bicycles, uh, the bicycle rides across all these countries, you know, I really realize how much awareness can come through specialized action with purpose and, you know, not doing it to, uh, to be famous, just doing it really is uh, a conduit or a vessel uh, to a higher power, which I call God, source energy, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's been really, it's been a pivotal point in my life. You know, it's uh, now, you know, not just National Geographic, they, you know, they got a sliver of my story. Um, but now, you know, we have a, a television show that's uh, coming out. Um, it will, won't be coming out for about probably five or six months, but we begin shooting in May. Uh, and the name of the show will be called True Redemption, Flying High. And. Uh, you know, the whole focus on that is, uh, you know, people, you know, using their stories, uh, learning from adversity on the addiction side, mental health side, you name it, and really, really being able to expand that out into humanity globally. And so the intentions with the show is, uh, you know, having, you know, billions of people watching it and, you know, seeing their adversities being turned into triumph or, you know, just being able to inspire others. And, th and that's really all it comes down to is, you know, just, you know, paying it forward in all aspects. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, uh, man, you, <clears throat> you're 
everything you're saying is like right up my alley, man. This, that's <laughs> like the whole, like, it's, uh, I just got into it yesterday. Everybody wants to treat addiction like a mental illness. Addiction is not a mental illness. Addiction is a side effect of a traumatic event or a series of traumatic doesn't matter whether it's physical, sexual, emotional, psychological, spiritual. Like we have a friend who experienced a Kundalini rising that just messed his brain up and like he's never really recovered. It caused all kinds of ADHD, uh, addiction, addiction, some personality. And I'm listening to you talk, man. And I keep telling her because I have that I know of at least 11 major concussions major where like i'm like sitting there like talking to my best friend about how i'm going on a hot date with my mom tonight i can't wait because my brain's not working on it. and then i start slurring and like i got sucker punched in eighth grade and uh because some dude had said that i was talking crap about this mixed couple like, dude, I played football with my whole life. I was a black guy, and he's dating this white girl, and this other kid that I was talking smack about it. I'm sitting on my BMX, and I hear footsteps behind me, and as I turn, I turn into this physical specimen's punch, and, like, I woke up in the hospital the next day. You know what I mean? Like, so I know that I have had traumatic brain injury. Um, yeah. I was in a motorcycle accident where I broke 27 bones, was in a coma for 73 days, was in traction for eight and a half weeks, and had to learn how to walk. I, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm with you, dude. Mm -hmm. But yeah. for 27 years, I was a, I was beaten and molested as a kid, six to 12. Uh, I was sexually, I was raped when I was 13 by two men. I shot dope at that for 27 years. Yeah. In, in 2013, I took my own life with an intentional overdose because I was just tired, man. I couldn't stop. I had been 15 years in and out of prison. I got clean for five years, but then relapsed when things got really bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I contemplated it. I thought about it. I did it all. Like it was like a, a ceremony to me. And uh, I took my own life and some friends found me, revived me. And, uh, I felt like a pretty big failure, but I knew I didn't ever want to do dope again. And I knew this is what I, when I look at those first five years of recovery, I'm like, okay, I didn't fuck up. I just learned how to not do recovery. I learned what's not going to work for me. So I learned that hardcore AA, NA, step work, that's all great. And it has its purpose, but it wasn't what I needed. I need yeah. to get to the root causes of why I couldn't stop doing dope. What was so bad about me that I couldn't sit with myself. So yeah. I was on the run for probation for pawning some stolen stuff. And uh, I turned myself in where I knew I couldn't get any dope. Boulder County Jail. There ain't no dope there. <laughs> it's, it's like a really nice country club county jail. But they have mental health professionals that care. They have uh, a jail-based behavioral services, which is a uh, dual diagnosis for mental health and addiction. And I really started looking and sitting and doing that shadow work. Because yep. like you said, like when that traumatic event happens, whatever it is, our mind replays it over and over and over again. Because like Dr. Joe talks about, he says it's a snapshot. It's an emotional snapshot. And when the emotion is at its highest, it's bam. 
we take this mental snapshot and that's what we we relive over and over are we talking about uh joe dispenza yeah absolutely. yeah I met him a few years back uh ah, wonderful gentleman yeah. and uh you know, I, I listen to a lot of his meditations. Uh, haven't been that lately. I've been uh, more, I, I'm a huge Alan Watts guy. And nice. I don't know, I really relate to, uh, you know, a lot of his, uh, you know, old talks or whatever. I think a lot of those talks were meant to be here today. So, yes. uh, you know, uh, going down the, you know, the, uh, you can go down the spiritual wormhole real quick and kind of lose yourself uh, pretty fast too. So I'm pretty, uh, uh, I try to be aware of who I listen to, my environment. I mean, everything comes down a lot to our environmental influences as well. And, you know, it's uh, even the thing, you know, I, I did, you know, I was doing three AA meetings a day for years and then, you know, two and chair and, and in and out of NA rooms. It's like, you know, everybody does their recovery different because everybody has different lived experiences. That's the thing. And, you know, through this whole, uh, you know, pandemic I, I hate that word for crying out loud pandemic yeah. and the word are two swear words for me for crying out loud but, <laughs> but you know it's um you know a lot of my recovery has really been you know internally based uh spending a lot of time just on my own uh yeah. with, and you know just going inwards and you know feeling that pain and you know it's like that old saying goes you gotta you gotta feel it to heal it and yeah. you know sometimes when you think you're at your worst that you're, you're actually really healing and opening up that can container. You know, I do a lot of psychotherapy as well. You know, I, I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, I mean, look, I'm a big boy. I played hockey, uh, looked at it as, you know, tough guy image, done this, done that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What you see on the surface is always usually completely, totally different on what's going on internally. And it's, you know, even with this television series that's coming up, I mean, really, uh, like it's, it's all about, giving back it's all about sharing experiences with other people and really inspiring other people to take action and so we can just it's just all about just playing paying it forward at the end of the day you know we, what do we take away we don't take away our house and uh, and money and any of that stuff i mean those are obviously you know necessities as we you know live here and coexist on this planet but uh you know feeling good really equals our point of attraction as well so you know, I think that, you know, we radiate that which we are. And uh, when it comes down to it, uh, it's just like, you know, you just got to really be appreciative and living gratitude in every moment. Uh, and, and really, you know, especially the healing journey. I mean, the healing journey isn't for the faint heart. It's, I mean, there's been times really, you think you're losing your goddamn mind. But, uh, you know, getting into that quantum field, so to speak, like Joe says, you know, where everything really takes place more or less in the 5D than the 3D, you know. This is all really uh, one big illusion of vibration. So, yeah. um, you know, it's uh, it's funny because we always get what we ask for, whether or not it's in audible words or whatever, whatever, if we're sending it out in a vibratory energy with our own physical apparatus. So, you know, I was going to say, that's why I tell the, the people that I work with, whether it's sponsors or clients or whatever, that yeah. it all begins with your thinking. Like if you're like I, I I was just listening to this guy uh, little TikTok thing that came up on Instagram the other day. Um, I think it was on Gary B TV. Yeah. It was this one dude. Uh, it was this. Uh, it's the Indian guy from Shark Tank, and he this guy oh, comes up, like this guy comes up to me. And he's like, hey, uh, 
man, I just, I need some advice. I just got out of this really terrible relationship with this bad girl and I sold all my stuff and now I'm starting from nothing. And dude's like, hold on, man, hold on. He's like, that's your problem right there. He's like, if you really are done with that stuff, then don't ever say that shit again. Don't ever tell anybody that ever again. He's like, you have to come from a place of, all right, so I just spent four years getting educated on what I don't want in a relationship. I've liquidated all of my assets. So now that I have base and I have a foundation to start from. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's, that's where I'm at. You know, like it all had to begin with my personal narrative. How do I talk to myself? So when I did that shadow work and like you said, like how it, the, the, the brain replays it over and over again, I feel like every time we replay it, it's like being a little kid who gets tucked in at night. Right. And your mom turns the night light on and then the big lights on. But when she turns the big light off and closes the door, you look over at that closet and you're like, is, it, is that a jacket hanging there? Wait, did that move? Hold on, hold on. And you lay there and you will stare at that closet at that whatever it is because by 15 minutes in, it's a monster. It's a monster waiting for you to close your eyes so it can come do something to you. And the kid will sit there and let it build and build and build until they either finally have the courage to get up and turn on the light or call for their parents. To me, that's how my trauma was. Every time I told my story or part of my story about something that happened to me, I made it more fantastic. I made it more scary. I gave it more power. Yeah. And when I finally sat with it, like I envisioned myself literally sitting with my light and my shadow around a fire. We had a conversation over a year until I was the one who's in control of that conversation. You know what I mean? And uh, it all begins with how you talk to yourself. You know what I mean? Like now, like I have, sciatic, but I, I do stretching and stuff in the morning. So I'm trying to work on it. And like now I'm not like, oh, it hurts. I'm like, I'm actively healing. If you're not yeah. hurting, you're not healing. Change hurts. Growth hurts. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you ain't hurting, you ain't growing. 100%. You know yeah. And uh, man, the whole mental health thing, people get so, it's such a racket. I had a friend who posted something about she's like uh for those who don't know drug addiction is in, in the dsm-5 and like started listing all this stuff that they list in the dsm and i'm like man i'm like as a 27 year addict who has 13 years or 15 years of recovery eight and a half active i'm a certified drug counselor blah 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 i have all these things i'm like i think that's bullshit i'm like addiction now there are mental health issues that can lead to addiction i'm not discounting that but to say that addiction as a whole to say that somebody who was in high school partying taking painkillers and then the painkillers stopped working and they realized oh i'm sick i have an opiate addiction and they start smoking heroin and then they're shooting heroin and next thing you know they're dead from fentanyl it wasn't because they had a mental health it's because they fucking reached a place where they fucking realized that the drug was the most important thing in their life and they couldn't stop. So you just start feeling more and more and more like shit about yourself. And you start deeping, digging the hole deeper and deeper and deeper. You know what I'm saying? And like, so my healing journey, and it sounds like your healing journey is very big on how you talk to yourself and how you present yourself. You know, like well, I don't, I, I think it's big how, you know, I want to put out the energy of this is who I am because that's what I want back. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's working. 
Like my my That's life, literally. the things that I want to for blowing up. I mean, at the end of the day, I believe we come from pure positive energy. We, we come into this, this world as pure love. And that's what we are. But we've been suppressed with being, you know, subconsciously conditioned. And, you know, every single sense impression is recorded into the subconscious faculties. So, you know, when you think about it, you know, self-talk is, is, is huge. That's why, you know, journaling or whatever is, is, you know, whatever works for you is so important. You know, positive affirmations, whatever you want to deem as positive, you know, because, you know, as we, rep, you know, repetition, 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 we create, you know, new neural pathways, which we create, you know, new habits that are, you know, beneficial to our overall well-being rather than detrimental. So, you know, like, I mean, even when, you know, this whole thing started a couple of years back with, you know, the lockdowns and the, and, and, uh, you know, the isolation, I, I, I suck at the, my, my isolation. I, I, I'm an isolator. I'm already, you know, I'm out there, but at the same time, I still like to have my, I, I'm addicted to isolation in a way. And, um, so like, it hasn't been a, a super smooth ride. I'd be lying if I said it was, um, so it's, you know, like, you know, I have a very close inner circle of friends that I, you know, that I work with and, you know, we have a, you know, a very, a, a very great trust bond. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you just got to do what feels good for you in the present moment because life is, you know, it's for the living, you know, you, you know, we got, we want to pack as much life experience of goodness, you know, before we leave and exit, you know, uh, planet earth and go on to the next phase so and I, I don't plan on doing that anytime soon because i feel like i've been given so many chances and you know um i've dead like i said I've, I've dedicated my life to world service serving others and um you know uh, it, it's like you, you know yesterday i had a wonderful conversation with a gentleman in the entertainment industry you know i never thought i'd be like in the entertainment industry doing a television show and then now multiple shows coming down the pipes as well. Um, you know, but it's a great way of getting your message out, not just yours, but the message of love, the message of inspiration, all those kinds of things. And, you know, I don't think I would have had those opportunities if I didn't put myself in positions like riding across Cambodia for to help with the eradication of human trafficking and child sex slavery. And what I saw with that is completely different how I like how I look at it now. That was you know 2012, 10 years ago. But when I look at it, you know, I see the mental health issues and the trauma, and I see, and I actually relive a lot of those moments. You know, I wasn't super as aware at that time. You know, my conscious awareness is, uh, uh, you know, spiritually has grown a lot since you know in the last decade. And you know, I was having fun doing it. I was crying my eyes out doing it too, like many of the times, but. You know, now when I look back on it, I'm like, holy shit, that was traumatic. That affected my mental health, you know, in many ways, you know, thinking about these, you know, young, innocent kids being, you know, mistreated and sexually abused and whatnot. And then it brought me back to my own uh, issues with, you know, being 14 years old, being abused by a hockey coach, grabbed by the throat in, you know, my junior hockey days before turning professional. You know, it's just like there's a laundry list of trauma that I've had to revisit and tackle that's like, it's been very, very uncomfortable. But at the same time, in that uncomfortability is where you find your, your serenity, so to speak. And you, can, you know, you make, you have to make peace with it. And if you don't make peace with it, then you just go down further and further. 
and you know things start to perpetuate and, and we become sick yeah so can yeah. i ask you specifically about i kind of want to circle back to um you you know in the in the special we kind of saw how your relationship with your daughter became strained because of your separation and and your life choices mm -hmm. um and we've seen you know that you've you and her have you know come back together yeah. um so what what changed in you like what what shift did you make to try to start making reparations for that relationship to start repairing and healing that and to start creating something new with her well you know i was in uh you know after hockey didn't work out due to injuries adversities and substance abuse um you know the bc bud boom uh was just huge you know uh my province of uh of, of uh, british columbia is like is the marijuana hub of uh, basically north america uh now you guys have taken over bigger country the laws are different and uh but you know back in the day um it was you know the the demand in the usa was just absolutely incredible and um you know there wasn't a lot of people in in canada that had the connections that i did they kind of fell on my lap basically as a hockey i was meeting all these connections down there they're like can you you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market yeah like that bc hydro bud and whatnot and you know i got blinded by you know young dumb and uh or actually young and smart but just not using those smarts maybe the right way and yeah. um you know one pound turned into you know a hundred and turned into 500 turned into whatever and the next thing you know you're the king of weed right um but you know what that was just taking on a false identity of, of something that i wasn't you know i was never ryan the hockey player i was never ryan the drug dealer i'm not my name i'm not my buddy I, I, you know, I, I just, I, I'm here to, you know, to serve, you know, and however that shows up on a daily basis, you know, I just ask God, God, how can I be of service today to humanity? 
And then I just, you know, trust the universe to unfold as is. And, you know, there's always, uh, it's never a smooth ride, but, uh, you know, we always usually uh, get what we ask for. So um, with the whole daughter thing, I just, I hit a pinnacle where there was a gang war going on in 2008. You know, uh, uh, Canada's pretty, it's, uh, I I know we're a small country, but they don't uh, really highlight how dangerous it is here with the organized crime aspect of things. And I'd gotten too big, you know, right at the top of the food chain, threats on my life. And it was just, you know, I, I was miserable. I had all the money in the world, everything on the surface that looked like, oh, this guy's living a great life. And I was just, I just knew that I was destined to do something different. You know, I don't want to like say that there's like, because there's good people in organized crime. You know, there's wonderful people in prison, as you know, you know, and it, it was just something that I did, you know, as almost like a backlash because I was really, I was so hurt that my dominating dream hockey fell to the wayside. I lost that. And, you know, I just, I, I, I hit it. I remember I, there was this big party at my house. I had mirrored ceilings. I remember looking up at that ceiling, you know, 400 people at my house the night before all using and abusing and all aspects. And I woke up and I was just like, I am done. I, I just, I can't do this anymore. But I was, I was in deep. I was in very deep with like the gang activity as well. Um, not a violent man, but obviously it was surrounded around me and I was scared and I was like, this is, it's time for me to make a change. So I actually, the first step is I started going to AA and, uh, you know, that opened yeah. my eyes to just a, a, a different life, uh, a different life that I knew that I deserved, that I never had the opportunity to really, you know, uh, it, it's, everything was divine timing, you know, at the end of the day you know, divinely guided, so to speak. And, um, you know, a couple of years in AA uh, really ignited, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of passion for me to make a difference in the world. And it started with my daughter, you know, who I was like, I wasn't allowed in the US. I said, I was never, ever going to be allowed in the United States of America again. And, um, you know, with that being said, um, you know, uh, I, t- I wrote down on a card, I'm so happy and I'm so grateful for being allowed back in the States again. Auto-suggestion, the medium for influencing the subconscious mind. So I would just read that card over and over again. I'm so happy. I'm so grateful. And I would visualize and see myself on the other side of the border, seeing my daughter again and act, like act as though it will and let the unseen become seen, picturing me hugging her and whatnot. And it happened. And it happened all through like ways that I never thought were even attainable. So, you know, I find myself over in Cambodia doing a bike ride. Next day after the bike ride, I get a letter from the Department of Homeland Security saying that I got a pardon, humanitarian pardon of all things, you know, back to see, uh, back to the States. And, uh, you know, now I'm a free man. I can go back and forth and, uh, you know, just a complete blessing. And uh, yeah, sometimes I have to pinch myself. You know, the greatest forces are intangible for sure thought power is real (laughs) yeah yeah that was I I just wanted to say that was one of the for me the most touching parts of your story because as you know I'm sure like so many people in addiction and trauma in in emotional difficulty end up in compromised relationships especially with the people they love the most their children or sometimes partners sometimes parents you know so I, I just think that's a really important part of your story for people to hear is, you know, that's, that's what I think most people really want is those reparation of the most important relationship. So, yeah, 
Thank you for touching on that again. Thank you. Yeah, and feel free. I mean, you got the private link there with uh, with the password, then. So yeah, feel free to share it away. I have absolutely no problem with that. So uh, awesome. you know, like I said, it, it, if I can it just touch one life and, and make a difference, uh, you know, uh, we're doing good just for today, and that's all yeah. we got. You know, we got just today, and uh, you know, tomorrow's not promised, but uh, by the grace of God, hopefully, we'll wake up and uh, be able to do it all over again, right? So. Yeah. Uh, you know, life is definitely not linear. It uh, right. it takes its bumps and uh, uh, bruises and twists and turns and curveballs. That's for sure. So, uh, I think it's about really at the end of the day embracing your adversity and turning that adversity into uh, you know, I, I, it's like that Napoleon Hill quote. You know, every adversity carries with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. So, where we find that benefit is also where it's it's, it's where the seed is planted. You know, once you start planting those seeds, the gifts start to, you know, start to unfold. And a lot of that, you know, comes down to a lot of the AA spiritual principles is just is in the promises, you know, yeah. um, you know, you know, really, really actually understanding what the sunlight of the spirit really means is that you are the light, you are the spirit and we being able to ignite that light and that spirit into the universe is, um, you know, it's, you know, when you get to that tipping point, so to speak, um, you realize that we are so unlimited, you know, we're, the, the, the infinite possibilities that we have as, as these, you know, human beings, you know, that are, you know, constructed of energy, um, you know, and using those building blocks to actually, you know, create anything that we actually conceive in our minds. So I, I believe I'm a firm believer that if you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. Or, you know, it's just like, you know, whatever we put out there, we always get back. So um, I'm, I'm very uh, aware and, and cognizant of, of, of how I think, because I know that how I think and how I feel is going to be dictating my next present moment. So <laughs> energetically and uh, uh, up there, down here and everywhere, omnipotent. So what is it? Uh, thoughts create feelings, feelings create actions, actions create habits, habits create lifestyles. Character. Absolutely. Yeah. Character. Yeah, yeah, character. That's what it is. Habits create character. Yeah. I like to, uh, I like also like that one. Uh, God saves his greatest struggles for his greatest profits. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. I, I think he uh, did a good one when he picked me. He's put me through the goddamn ringer. And you and right. I should probably hang out because we probably have a lot more in common than, uh, <laughs> and we actually if we're having this conversation we attracted this too so you know um yeah it would be interesting when i'm down there in uh colorado we'll definitely have to get together for sure i look forward to those days what about uh are you have you ever been to the san luis valley i have the sand, yeah. the sand so uh yeah. we're about seven miles south of fort garland and about three miles north of san luis and then about Five miles east up in the hills. We just Eight. bought uh, 18.8 .8 acres. Well, uh, and I, so our, our giving back isn't really globally, at least not yet. Um, we have the land with the intention of turning it into a local permaculture and organic farm with a learning center to help local at risk teens and young adults transitioning out of foster care to learn how to grow food for themselves and how to be self-sustainable in a naturally and 
permanently sustainable way. Um, and traditionally, like to uphold their traditional, um, there's a lot of with with the Mexican and Native peoples that were. Oh, I love it. Everything you guys are totally in my wheelhouse. I I, yeah. I actually lived on the Native Reserve for quite for yeah, for a while. My first uh, girlfriend, she was uh, uh, you know she was Aboriginal. I have such a close relationship. Uh, you know, I grew up in, in the majestic Capilano River. I, I mean, I'm a nature boy at up, up in the mountains here to see. So, you know, fishing and growing up with, you know, that community, I'm very, very closely attuned with those people. Uh, you know, I do the sweat lodges and whatnot. And <clears throat> it's funny, I'm like, you know, I'm the only, uh, I mean, I don't believe in, you know, any race, color, all that stuff, you know, uh, they, they do the same heart surgery on a black guy as they do on a white guy, a Chinese guy, a blue guy, and a pink guy, whatever. And, uh, you know, but I, I, I really love, uh, you know, how they, you know, their, you know, their, their spiritual principles of connecting to nature. And um, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, life's a trip. So, you, you know, you got, you got to enjoy the trip while you're on it. And it's, I think it's better to enjoy it sober, that's for sure. Absolutely. I had enough other chance in my life. Holy Christ. And that ones I thought I'd never make it out of. So well, we're glad you made it back. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Um, please pass along our congratulations to your daughter as well. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, to, have, sure. to have a year clean off of death is a huge miracle, man. Yeah. It's like, it they say it's like we thought we were going to lose it for a while. There was, you know, there was times, uh, you know, four, four suicide attempts uh, before the age of 19. Uh, very hard on a father, uh, on a family, on everybody that was close to her. It was absolutely heartbreaking. But, you know, she's, uh, she gets up with a smile on her face every day. And she just, you know, she does the best she can. She's got such a big heart. And, you know, I just, I do my best uh, to support her in any way I can. She's in the States right now. I'm in Canada. So I'm, I'm not actually able to see her at this moment, but uh, this summer I'll be seeing her, uh, you know, uh, we've got a few things planned and, uh, you know, she's going to be a, I think it probably a big part of this TV show we're doing as well. And, uh, you know, uh, it's all about redemption at the end of the day and, you know, redeeming yourself and feeling good about it and then just being able to really give that back and you know i think if you do that on a daily basis there's so much peace that's found in that in those moments and you know you can lay your head down at the end of the night and just feel pretty good about yourself knowing that you did something outside of yourself that made somebody feel good and you know i i, I just i mean I, you always got to put yourself first as far as like, you know, your well-being and whatnot, because if you're no good to yourself, then you're no good to anybody else. You know, if you can't be good for yourself, you can't be good for anybody else. So I can mix that word, those words up. A little early in the morning here for me, I didn't sleep very well last night. So I'm trying to put all these hands. But, you know, um, yeah. Go ahead. It's a, it's, it's a rigged game right now, too, with drugs. Like I'm getting ready to start going into schools and doing uh, drug awareness. Um, and the drugs that kids are doing today aren't the same uh, drugs that we were doing a few years ago. No, like no. everything that they can put fentanyl in has fentanyl. They're making the cartels and the dealers here, especially in the States, are making so many fake prescription drugs that are just sugar with a little bit of fentanyl in it. 
Uh, here in Colorado, actually, Boulder County, um, that's the county next to us, they are decided they're going to start cracking down. They're, if you sell somebody a fake pill, then you are, and they die, it's now drug-induced homicide or drug-induced manslaughter. And uh, like, there's a big push. I'm, there's a bit, I'm, I'm part of a big Twitter push to quit calling it accidental overdose because it's not accidental overdose. These same people are doing the same drugs that they were doing before with the expectation that they're doing the drugs they're getting, but they're yeah. not, you know, like no, uh, here in the States between April of 2020 and 21, we reached a hundred thousand, 100,024 overdoses. And they say that like 90% of them are fentanyl. Yep. Well, what were the biggest here in Vancouver, the port of Vancouver here is the biggest fentanyl hub in North America. So it all comes in from China. Uh, we get the, you know, there's the, the big pier here or whatever, and they drop it all out. I mean, it's horrible. So the hub is actually here in BC and then actually goes over into the US. Right. So, and it comes to Colorado through yeah. Pueblo and Denver through our, our Commerce City, through our rail yards. Colorado is the hub for America. Well, and then the problem, the problem is that these kids nowadays can get, they can obtain all these drugs online. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old, you, you can get a gun online now on Instagram. You can get, the, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it just baffles me. You know, you, get, you can buy meth off these uh, online. All this and the thing about the meth though, the thing about the meth though, is it's not meth anymore. No, it's like, not. And I was partying hard in the nineties, uh, doing crank, um, yeah. like prop dope, P2P dope, uh, the old peanut butter or like the lemon drop, the, the stuff the bikers used to make. Yeah. And, uh, but then every once in a while, some crystal meth would come across. We called it glass in Australia. Glass, they glass. Called it ice. They yeah. Called it glass. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it was actually real. Uh, right. But Sometime around like 2010, 2009, Charlie Sheen got really big into the bath salts. Mm -hmm. And the Chinese government started flooding the U.S. with all of these chemicals in the guise of like screen printing cleaner, uh, bath salts, um, all these other things. And they would sell them in head shops here. I don't know if yeah. they did that in Canada. They'd, yeah, they'd sell them in head shops and like spice Spice is the same thing. Spice is a bunch of chemicals sprayed on some herbs. You have no idea what you're doing. That's why people were freaking out. And here, every like six months, the DEA will be like, and Congress will be like, oh, this molecule's illegal now. Within a month, we're being flooded with all new meth that's different molecules. It's these research chemicals that these Chinese laboratories are creating to flood yeah and just pumping out and like fentanyl the cartels figured out that instead of trying to smuggle in two shipping containers full of raw opium and trying to get it past customs you just buy the fentanyl in china make it into some process it into something else make it dish detergent ship 20 shipping containers over and nobody looks at it twice nope yeah, dude, Colorado busted more drugs per pound last year than any other state in the union. Unbelievable. Well, so I, 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 if, you're, if you're familiar with the downtown east side here in Vancouver, it's the highly condensed area for, you know, heroin, in, intravenous drug users, whatnot. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I mean, if you look up the downtown east side in Vancouver, I mean, it's just, 
it, it, it crushes me. I, I used to go down there on a very regular basis and, you know, help with, you know, feeding the homeless and whatnot. Never wanted a pat on the back for it. I wouldn't tell anybody, but I actually had to stop going down there because it's just, you know, so many of those people have holes in their aura and they're, they're just, it, it's, they're so far gone that the percentage of those people even having that opportunity, they've just gone down so far. And uh, I mean, you can only do so much. I mean, number one, you gotta want, you gotta want it. You know, you gotta, you have to want to change your life. And it's, you know, some sort of spiritual experience that's gonna ignite that. And you know, go ahead. And I was gonna say, you know, there's for every 10,000 people who are out there trying to help the people on the street get clean yeah. or trying to in recovery, there's like five or 10 in prevention talking to kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, and, you know, I don't, I don't know about Canada, but right now in the United States, drug overdose is the number one killer of adults between 18 and 45. Yeah. Well, you look at the Foo Fighters, uh, uh, drummer last night passed away, you know? What's that? The Foo Fighters drummer passed away yesterday uh, due to a drug overdose, they say. So, you know, it doesn't take, uh, it, does, it takes names and it takes prisoners. It takes everybody yes. else. You know, it's, uh, right. it's, you my have thing to is, uh, well, my that, thing is, my thing is, these kids aren't turning eighteen all of a sudden and being like, "Oh, there's drugs. Let's try them." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's drugs in the school. There, it's oh, yeah. like in middle school, and like I know because I was shooting heroin in junior high. Yeah, I know, and that was in the '80s. If I was yeah. doing that in the '80s, there's no way it's not happening now. Well, not there, now these, there is no heroin. Not there's not heroin kids. here. No. It's all fentanyl. It's uh, it's it's uh, there. Yeah. Everyone who's using intravenous uh, drug use that think they're doing heroin are doing fentanyl. That's the way it is. And people are dropping yeah. like flies. That's the way it is. Overdoses are going left and right. I live in a you know a very nice area in North Vancouver, Canada here, and all I hear all night these days is sirens, sirens going back and forth, back and forth. And so many people are suppressed because of what's been going down. You know, they're not you know, on the on the addiction aspect and, and the whole trauma thing that all plays into the mental health soup, so to speak, of all this stuff. You know, you want to say mental health. I believe that, you know, trauma, you know, is is a mental illness. It, it, it really is. It's like, you know, unless you battle it, you know, yeah, kick that illness out, you know, it's it's but it ignites those, you know, so-called illnesses. You know, it's because. Uh you know, and that, and the abuse that, that, you know, that we put on our bodies because of it, but, you know, we could talk all day long about it, but I'm a solution-based guy. Yeah. And, you know, like, I always like to think about, you know, like, what can we do to, you know, overcome these, the, you know, these tragedies, because, you know, it's, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, look how many celebrities have gone out this past year, you know, due to, to, to drug addiction and whatnot. It doesn't matter who you are. We all put our yeah. pants on the same way at the end of the day. You know, it doesn't matter how many Instagram followers you have or Twitter or social media or whatnot. At the end of the day, we're dealing with real life. So, you know, if you have that opportunity just to like, you know, help someone a, a little bit to get on the path of like sobriety and, you know, get and, and help them with their trauma, you know, whether it's them going through a somatic experience, psychotherapy, you know, uh, EDMR, whatever it is, you know, like there's all kinds of different modalities that you can turn to. Um, but it's really, really getting down to the core issues of what yeah. and why we're having these, 
behavioral, destructive behavioral patterns in the first place that's causing our life to go to SHIT, you know? So it's like, it's it really at the end of the day, you, you know, you're, you own your life. You own your life. Your, your life is up to you. But when the, the addiction becomes more powerful than the willingness to actually be motivated to be well, that's when, you know, you run into trouble and you need, you really need to ask for help. And, you know, people, it's, it's, it's the sad thing is, is that the availabilities and the accessibilities right now with the treatment centers and whatnot are tough. There's long lineups, you know, to get even into these treatment centers. So, so many people aren't making it there. They're dying before they, you know, they, they want help, but they can't get to the help before they succumb to death or, you know, whatever, something even, you know, it's, I mean, it's, uh, there needs to be more, uh, you know, places where we can go. There needs to be more open dialogue. There needs to be more people out there on the front lines. Um, you know, and that's what, you know, it's when we get into like solutions, you know, like uh, I'm with you. I'm, I'm all, that's why I'm like, man, I, I have a buddy of mine who, since I, right before I published my book and started, you know, doing my whole social media thing and trying to build a brand, he, uh, he, he, was there he's supporting he does goes into high schools and middle schools and stuff in utah and uh he's been telling me for months he's like bro he's like you got to do this kids need to hear your story because everybody tells kids oh if you do drugs you're going to die if you do drugs you're going to die but what happens if you don't die and they're not, die. they're not afraid of that they're yeah. teenagers there's yeah. no concept yeah there's no concept yeah. they're indestructible right so I right mean, yeah. you did i did you know so I want to show I want to show them the reality of what happens when you don't die. What happens when the partying and just having a good time turns into a need, which turns into maintenance, which becomes dependency. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not going into the schools. I mean, obviously, I don't want the kids to do these drugs, <laughs> obviously. But I'm not going in to tell them, hey, don't do drugs because you're going to die. I'm going to tell him, hey, you guys are probably going to do drugs. And I wish that you wouldn't, but here are all of the possible outcomes of doing those drugs. Here's the truth. Here's the depth. Here's what it was like being in prison off and on for 10 years from the age of 22 to 32. You know what I mean? To 30 to actually 44. Because I went to prison. My first four and a half years of sobriety were in jail because of that probation violation. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I've, I've only been out here doing it for four and a half, four years, you know? And, but I want them to understand that, like, look, these people have been homeless and struggling with addiction who come from good families, who had good childhoods, who just liked the party and then their partying got out of hand. And then I want to end with, Here's where you can go when you're ready for help. Because here's the people who've succeeded. Here's the people who've made it. Like, I would love for you to send me a before and after picture if you got one from your younger oh, days. Like, you I, said, actually, I could definitely do that. You want, yeah. you want to post that on your page? <laughs> well, I've got, I'm doing a video montage of, I, I have one of all the people we've lost that I start with. And then I, yeah. I, I have one that I'm putting together of all the people that we haven't lost. I can, I'll send you a picture of me partying. That's, uh, you know, with, with a big bottle of champagne thinking I was the king of swing in Cancun back when I was 22, uh, uh, up for 14 days straight with, uh, you know, doing about 30 pills of Molly a night 
So, um, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Was, uh, I was a circus sideshow for crying out loud. So I still, to this day, I, I don't know how I'm still alive. You too. It sounds like, you know, we definitely, uh, oh, when I get, when I get down, to, when I, sorry, I, I, we, we blanked out. You had us, you guys edit this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, when I get down to the U S there, um, I'll have to make a pit stop and, and see you guys in uh, Colorado and, you know, maybe we go talk to a school together. Yeah. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love talking to schools. I mean, I've done the Ted talks. I've spoken in front of, you know, thousands and thousands of people and whatnot, you know, but at, you know, when I really get my, my, my juice is when I speak to the younger kids because when they can see it in your eyes that you've been through some shit, they can see it. They pick up on it, especially yep. when you don't go there, you know, and you're just open with them and they embrace you. It's just like, it's, it's, I, I love it. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's such, it's very fulfilling for me, you know, uh, all these bike rides and awareness and everything like that. Yeah. Great. They're, they're, they're fun because you're doing it and, and you're also like, you're, you're, you know, you're committing yourself to, you know, being of service, but at the end of the day, it's like when you can be around those kids that haven't had the opportunity to be educated the right way, not, not that there's any right or wrong way, but they have to understand that what's in these drugs right now, especially these designer drugs and whatnot, that, you know, one little salt grain can kill them for crying out loud. So, um, you know, if there's any kids out there listening, you know, it's like take it from some, uh, from a couple people, three people, uh, so many people of us that, you know, we're at this stage of our evolution we've made it this far, but we're, we're, we made it, we're damn lucky, you know, like, yeah. there's no, you know, by the grace of God, you know, so, grace. yeah. so, uh, All right, Ryan. guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, man. On, especially Absolutely. on short notice. It was so good having you. That's all good. Yeah. Uh, and give me a shout anytime. If you want, want to shoot the shit have a you know talk it's always nice to have uh, connections around the world right so absolutely, absolutely yes for sure well brother you have a blessed day uh give your daughter our love and congratulations absolutely yep, and your grandbaby, yep, and your grandbaby. Yeah. congratulations on that as well mm -hmm. namaste yeah. namaste for today yeah. <laughs> all right <laughs> take care guys Bye. see ya hey everybody thanks for listening thanks for watching if there's anything we talked about in this show that was triggering to you or brought up old feelings, please feel free to reach out to us at our website, nolovepodcast.com, or you can email us directly at sharethelove at nolovepodcast.com. You can check us out on Facebook, No Love The Memoir Continues, Instagram, No Love The Memoir Continues, or you can follow any of the links in the show notes to reach out to the organization that may or may not suit you best. Um, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. Follow us on Patreon. Thank you very much. Namaste. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.